ladies and gentlemen, my wife is going to check the volume by putting on the headphones, but... Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very special, very nostalgic episode of Find Your Beach podcast. Um, We are... I hope you're listening to this because we drove... Thousands of miles. Thousands of miles to get back in time to record it for you. Um, Actually, through illness and... And near death. And in a, a state of a, a, a confederacy of states that are in disarray. Yeah. We, we crossed the south, the deep south. And, um, and the not so deep south. And just the, the cool south, uh, as, as the liberal elite would call it. Um, the south with uh, food that you can take pictures of. Yeah. yeah. And all through an unbelievable boom from the Omicron variant. Omicron really putting its foot down, saying, um, I'm here. I tweeted this. It didn't do well, but I said, uh, if a mild flu was a car, Omicron would be Oprah. I didn't understand she that. is giving it out. You get a car. You get a car. You uh, get a car. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Not very well done. Kind of uh, 20 years maybe old. Maybe if you'd maybe? said brand new car, maybe I then I would know. have gotten it. It doesn't matter, really. Anyway, a um, lot of crazy... Crazy shit happened. Um, Omicron, basically, we we want to apologize uh, to those of you in Texas who had tickets to the shows. We got to Austin, and um, the next morning, great show in Austin, by yeah, the way. Yeah, really, really fun. Really fun. Creek in the Cave was great. Your downtown needs some work. Cobbs was fucking awesome. Um, San Francisco was great, but we wake up on, what morning was it? Tuesday? It was Tuesday, and I, I felt what... I thought was just two days of travel turned into what I was pretty sure was just a bad cold. It's sort of the di- that's sort of the problem with COVID is um, most of the time it's just symptoms of being on the road. Yeah, you like know, you always kind scratchy of scratchy throat, a little sick fatigued. after two days of no sleep and two days of air travel. Yeah, um, gastrointestinal issues. Yep, all of it. Um, so anyway, Andy goes to uh, this clinic to get tested and i i was fucking around and then got these series of texts being like babe 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 where are you i tested positive and then i was like oh this asshole is just trying to get me to text him back so um i did a lot about her relationship (laughs) so i did and i was like what and uh he was like no i really am positive and i was like fantastic yeah she was a good sport about it too rosebud i will say this Never gave me shit. Not once. Never was what, like... What was I going to do? What was I, I don't know. I could see you being like, you ruined my tour. You know, something like that. It's not really even a tour. It was like four shows. But I know, but still. But what are you going to do? I was like, listen, now we don't have to perform for San Antonio. So... Apologies to San Antonio, but also just drive to Austin. Yeah. Save us. Please. <laughs> Please just drive to Austin. <laughs> but we are performing in San Antonio. The dates have been rescheduled. Um, yes. We're performing in Houston, San Antonio, and um, Dallas. And You'll Dallas. Be at the Addison Improv for the whole January fifth through uh, January eighth. So you can you can check the uh, the Houston, Dallas, and San Antonio Improv websites for the updated dates. And if you had tickets to the previous shows, uh, contact the club, and they will make sure that you get in on the other dates. Um, but it is Andy's fault. So yeah, be sure yeah. to mention that when you call. It's my fault, and um, I deserve it. <laughs> so we, but, but as you got this diagnosis, 
Yeah, I was going because I had shows in Canada this past weekend. And to get into Canada, you have to have a PCR test. And so I was like, where am I going to get a PCR test? And I found one that was quick. Right. Luckily, I found one that was quick. Because if I would have got one that would have taken a day or two, I would have been in Canada already mm-hmm. with finding. I, well, that I mean, wouldn't have happened because you wouldn't have been the, allowed. I would have been at the border of Canada. Right. Um, but but yeah. you were able to get it quick because you are um, in the 1%. Yeah, I'm I'm a scammer. I'm good at scamming. Yeah. And I showed You're up. You're part of the billionaire class. Yeah. And um, so you were able to get a rapid PCR from a free clinic. And that uh, gave us some news that we didn't like. But we decided, so we, were in, we decided we would cancel the flights. We uh, quarantined in San Antonio for 24 hours before we decided, fuck this, let's get in our rental car and drive to New Orleans because there's better food. Okay. Yeah. So we get we went to New Orleans. We stayed in a hotel room. We quarantined there, and uh, ate delicious food and watched pretty much all of Dexter. Almost all of the Dexter. previous seasons. Yeah. The young seasons, and uh, and chilled. But we kept getting these calls, basically being that all of our friends. I think it was like seventeen of our friends got Omicron in one day. Yeah, I think the same day that we were driving to New Orleans, we were just every and it was like funny you know like at first people would get sick like in the previous parts of the pandemic and somebody would get sick and you would be like oh fuck man i hope you're all right or like you know it was like one maybe two people that you knew with covid at the same time this was like almost all our friends it was like it was like everybody was like picking up new Jordans or something. Like it was, it felt like you wanted to keep up after a little while. You were like, well, why don't I, I, I felt like, why don't I have it yet? Yeah. Cause I swear like the way people were getting it was like, we all went to a party. Yeah. And, um, we, it was like a, a like it was in high school. Remember when like everybody would go to a party during an assembly Yeah. and then like somebody would find out and then eventually like 15 kids would get suspended. Yes. It felt like that where you were like, <laughs> All right, they call another one I'm, down. I'm suspended too. Yeah, I'm suspended. <laughs> We're all suspended. Yeah, and I, uh, but I still, even last night we got home. I tested again, and I'm still negative. And I don't know how the fuck this happened. I'm just like, I mean, she has been taking pregnancy tests, so that might be the answer. She's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been. Yeah, you may have COVID. You're I've also just not been pregnant. spitting on a pregnancy test, hoping yep. that I get the two lines. Yeah. Um. But uh, just so everybody knows, um, I'm okay. I pulled one of my, I want to say one of my best scams that I've ever pulled. I think this might be top, top level scamming, which is that when I was in Louisiana, I talked to Ari Shafir and he told me that he had taken the uh, monoclonal antibody treatment and his infection had gone away in like two to three days. So I said, well, that sounds nice. That sounds great. And so I started looking it up and I called the Louisiana uh, Department of Health and they said, you uh, do not get this. You are not old and you are not unhealthy. And um, I I even did like one of these. I was like, but what if I smoke, huh? Yeah, I remember hearing that from the bathroom. And they said, that does not matter. And then I was like, you know what? We're going to try on a wish and a prayer. And I called one of the clinics and that Southern hospitality kicked in so quick. She said, baby, you get it if you want it. And so the next morning I went in and... Which is also what Andy says to me. Yeah. When I'm like, I'm in the mood. Mm-hmm. Baby, if you want it, you get it. Yeah. He sings it. Baby, 
if you want it, you get it. Yeah. And um, she usually <laughs> doesn't want it anymore at that point, but... That does... It's the mating call that... Uh, demating. Yes. It's the unmating. So Andy goes into this clinic. And everybody... Everybody else at the clinic, it's in a hospital. They make you wait outside and then, you know, like somebody in a hazmat suit comes down and gets you. Uh, not really, actually. They were just wearing masks. They like didn't care about COVID. Um, but everybody else that was there uh, had been born when what alcohol. What do you mean they didn't care? Oh, sorry. I, had, I was about to step on a joke. Oh, no, no. She like, I wanted to say they wore hazmat suits, but all they wore was N95 masks. That's yeah. all they had on. Yeah. And they knew we were infected. But that still means that they care about COVID. They're wearing a mask. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like you expect if they're actually dealing with people, like they're riding an elevator with me. Right. And they know that I have COVID. Yeah. Anyways, um, but everybody else there had been born when alcohol was illegal. And <laughs> um, it was uh, bizarre because I was like, are you sure you're going to let me do this? Uh-huh. And they were so nice. They put me in my own room with my own uh, reclining chair. Got the IV, uh, got lightheaded. Yeah, if and- you were to look at this room, it looked a lot like the rooms that um, that they put you in when they tell you to jerk off in a cup. I would even say it, it really looked like a chemo setup, but if you were in the Ukraine, mm-hmm. like it was like a... <laughs> It was a, it was a, it was an old chemo, you know, like kind of. You've been right. in Chernobyl, so come sit in this chair. Right. But they had a flat screen and a lot of channels, and it was weird. I forgot this about hospital beds. the The little controller thing you has it has all your stuff, your temperatures, and your call the nurse and your TV. But it also the volume on the TV you can't control. You control the a little speaker in the thing. So it was funny because I would like change the channel and then I would hold the little speaker up to my ear <laughs> so I could hear what was on the TV. I felt very much like I was talking into one of those old phones. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I would like to. Um, <laughs> but uh, they were very nice and I only almost fainted and then I got my stuff. I love that a place that can shoot antibodies for a new disease into you hasn't figured out headphones or Bluetooth. No, uh, I, I mean, I think that I could have done my own headphones, but I didn't. Yeah, I, babe, that wasn't, it was just a joke. It was just a joke. I'm so sorry. It's all good. I'm so sorry. Um, but you know what's funny is, um, so, you know, when you get an IV or a shot, like there's that thing in your back of your head where there's like the bubbles, right? Mm-hmm. Like you think about the bubbles in an injection because you're like, those bubbles are bad. That's how... People killed themselves in movies. They like blow the bubbles into their IV or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like looking at the IV and I'm like, that's a bubble. There's a bubble moving in that IV. And then the little IV machine has an alarm. Mm -hmm. And when the alarm goes off, it goes air in tube, air in tube. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like already conscious of the bubbles. And then I hear this like beep, 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 beep. (laughs) It's like air in tube. And I'm just like, uh... Excuse me. Uh, Am I about to die? There's a, um, and then they just all kind of laughed, and they were like, "That's if we pushed air into your blood, you're you're fine. It's just air." Yeah. Um, but you felt better afterwards. Tell people how you felt after you got it, because you came out. It, what had the whole process took? What two hours? To like, it took a half an hour to administer, and then an hour of observation. Okay. Um, but yeah, I felt like. All of a sudden, I had energy. I could smell. I never lost my taste or smell, but I just, they were more accurate. You know, like I was like heightened senses. Mm -hmm. Things were kind of brighter. And then um, I came and got you and we got on the road. 
and we drove 14 hours. But because uh, you had vampire blood, yeah, I felt good. I mean, uh, it, it's weird because you know the the funny thing is is I've made fun of Joe Rogan for I don't know two plus years now yeah. about this whole thing. But then Ari the Shafir, second you got COVID, yeah, Ari Shafir, who directly got all of his medical advice from Joe Rogan, uh, told me about it, and I was like, all right, well. I guess I'm trying a Joe Rogan thing, and uh, it's pretty good. I don't know if I would test negative right now, but I feel fine. I mean, if I had gotten it, I would have tried the ivermectin pills. I really would have. Yeah. I would have been like, fuck it. I'll try whatever. Because I've gotten to a point now where I'm like, okay, I've got, I did the vax. I did the second vax. I did the booster. I'm going to do, I'm going to throw everything that they have at this thing. And I'm like, not worried. I mean, the reason why people are so freaked out about ivermectin is like, People were going out and getting actual horse medicine. Yeah, they were just going to feed stores where yeah. you like take <laughs> ivermectin and you give it to an animal. Right. And that's not the kind you give to a human. You give humans pills. It's like, I think if you get like a worm in... You have to get a nurse to call it in too. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, like I had another friend who got COVID this week who tried it and who tried the ivermectin and was like, oh yeah, I feel way better. Um, and that doesn't mean it's for everybody, but... That's the difference between, it's like nobody, Joe isn't on his podcast being like, I'm a doctor. And then people are going, listening to his podcast and going, you're not a doctor. And it's like, well, he never said he was. You know what I mean? He's a podcast host. He's just talking about his experience. Yeah, I hate to say it. I mean, I think that he has a lot of like wackos on there um, because he likes to, he's a showman, you know, he has like weirdos on there that interest his audience and bring people back. And some of them are like bad scientists. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that the ivermectin has proven successful in countries where they don't have access to normal medicines. Right. So it was a good alternative for people who couldn't get access to the right antivirals and the right vaccines. And it proved to be pretty successful. So not that I... I'm not going to take ivermectin. I don't think people should take ivermectin, but it's one of those things where you're like, why don't you think people should take it if, if it works? Why? Well, I think it's bad for you long-term. Yeah. But it's if like you have COVID, yeah, nobody's going to take ivermectin and be like, you know what? I'm staying on this for the rest of my life. I mean, I'm fucking vaping with COVID. I can't say anything. Yeah. I, like I drink fucking nine cups of coffee a day. Ivermectin's not going to hurt me any more than, you know, how much, microwaves i have in my brain well the important thing is we got through this week and andy learned that he's a hypocrite you mm -hmm. know yeah and that's the most important thing um well, the problem with joe is that mm -hmm. is that he does have some things on there like the pro the problem is is that like the, you can't say like don't trust like your health department because they want you to do these certain protocols it's like we we took a, a little trip down Conservative Alley yesterday in the car, and we decided to listen to Ben Shapiro. Very annoying voice. Good good radio uh, kind of guy, though. He's, he talks fast. Talks fast and talks um, out of his ass but, with 100% confidence. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is like this whole thing, it's like, it's not going to kill you. You don't have to worry about it. It's not going to kill you. They're making us frightened. But it's like, it's like yeah, yeah, but, but it, it might kill your neighbor or your grandma. Or your friend's grandma. Or whatever. you. It might kill you. Yeah, it <laughs> like, could kill it's you. Like, he's saying this shit. It's such a dumb conversation to have. But, and also, like, the fact that they're like, 
they're we, we I was saying this yesterday. It's like they're like, oh, uh, this is silly. People die all the time. Old people die all the time. Now, if five people die in a terrorist attack, it's the worst thing that's ever happened. If um, if if a baby is aborted, life is so precious. But if seven hundred and fifty thousand people die of a virus, well, that's just life. You know? right, right. That's just life. So here's um, here's basically what they said about Omicron this week. And if you don't live in New York City and you live outside of New York City, just want to let you know it is coming. And you're going to get it. And you're going to get it. You're going to get it. And <laughs> it is absolutely coming. Uh, get your booster if you haven't already. Um, it's fun. I mean, it's like a, it's nobody is mad at you for not doing anything for a week. I, I haven't had that yet. Yeah. Um, well, you could say the same thing about COVID, but, uh, top government health officials, this is from the Washington Post, by the way, top government health officials warned Sunday that the United States is likely to see record numbers of coronavirus cases and hospitalizations as the Omicron variant spreads rapidly and forces Americans at, to once again, grapple with the dangers of, of a pandemic that has upended life around the globe. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately, I think that that is going to happen. We are going to see a significant stress in some regions of the country on the hospital system, particularly in those areas where you have low level of vaccination. Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease specialist, said on CNN's State of the Union when asked whether the United States could see record numbers of cases, hospitalizations and deaths. Um, okay, he described Omicron as extraordinary in its transmissibility, which with a doubling time of two to three days, the, which is exactly what it was crazy how quickly our friends got this shit. Yeah, I think it was like, like every other day somebody called us and was like, yeah, I got it. Or like four people would be like, yeah, we got it. And this person got it. And this person got it. And this all of New York comedy has it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm excited for tomorrow because that's when they release the new data on the next doubling. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's going to be insane. I'm sure it's going to have like double twice as fast as they thought because everybody in New York has it like lit like asymptomatic symptomatic almost everybody I know has it with a little symptom like I don't think we know anybody that's asymptomatic do yeah, we? yeah like um yeah we do we know a couple people who are asymptomatic who have it but they're still like they have like a sore throat they kind of sound like me right now which I don't know how I don't have COVID I've been in a car with him I've mm -hmm. been kissing him I've been um in the south eating your butt Eating my butt, playing um, it like a trumpet. Yeah, like a what? Trumpet. It's a, a trombone, trumpet? but a trumpet. Okay, is that another instance of tour? No. Tour? Okay. Um, Hold on. We are going to stop the podcast right now. Why? Just because we need to get to the bottom of this. This has been ongoing, and we will post about it. We've, we've done a live about it, but we need to get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. If anybody is a linguist or somebody that knows kind of uh, the specifics of speech, I think it's important that we get to the bottom of how do you pronounce the word tour? Oh my God. Tour. Tour. You said tour. Tour. That's how you say it. Tour. Tour. I'm going on tour. Okay. Well, we're, she's saying tour. I say tour. Uh, I just like I also say we need someone we who has a degree right in this to tell us if we are who's winning. When we go right up ahead, it is uh, there's a detour. You know, it's a detour. Detour. Okay. Well, that's uh, not the word, but 
Sure. That's it is fine. a word okay. and it's the correct way to say it and you're wrong and so is everyone who agrees well, with you. Well, uh, Siri didn't disagree. So Siri's a fucking robot. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard Siri try to say Makala? She well, says that Mikala. Is an alien name. No, it's not. That it's is a Puerto from an Rican alien name. Culture. It's a Puerto Rican Those name. Those people came from space. Okay. <laughs> Those are space people. That's why we can't say their names. <laughs> You, you think, need help? Do you think she's going to say Florgdash real well? You need help. This is Beeporp, you know? Okay. I'm from Vieques. Um, so we have a listener who just moved in with her boyfriend into their apartment. And now this... Uh, is this bad advice? No, but I, I asked people to write in with their experience about... Omicron? Omicron. Oh, Okay. And so we have a listener who just moved in with her boyfriend into their new apartment. And now this Omicron shit is happening. Um, that's all she said. That's all. I was like, okay, can you say a little more? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I know what she's saying. But we got married and this shit happened. And somebody said that we should go back to our first episode to yeah. like hear what we were talking about. Because she went back to listen to the first episode of Find Your Beach. When we were insane. When we were insane. Yeah. And we weren't married. Mm-hmm. We weren't engaged. We weren't even engaged yet. And we were like, this is going to be over in like a couple weeks. Like we didn't think that, we just had no idea. And we are going to do an episode where we go back and listen to the first episode together because. We'll do it for the anniversary. Yeah, we should. For March. Yeah. Okay. Um, Because it's crazy to think that we are exactly exactly where we fucking started well we are but like things aren't shut yeah but we just had to cancel tour dates to like for us tour dates to come back here um yeah but i mean also like i could right now go to the knicks game they wouldn't stop me right yeah they'd be like oh you're vaccinated head on in give everybody omicron yeah i guess you're right but I don't know. There's something about it that feels really depressing and um, like more depressing than when Delta shit happened because just everyone's getting it. So people are having to cancel. I think Delta actually depressed me more. Really? kind of took the wind out of my special taping because it was like that week and it was like, you know, like it affected me directly. Oh, yeah. But also I had a really fun time having COVID. <laughs> um, I want to get into this real quick. Uh, real, Was she the only one that replied to the request? Um, as of now, yeah. But I okay. sent it out like right before we started. I want to shout out all of the new patrons. We have quite a bit, and I'm sorry that this took so long to get to you guys. But beginning, welcome to the beach, Kelsey Reiser, Zachary Smith, uh, KTCM, Katie Way is a Mahalo, so is KTCM. Uh-oh, we have a new VI Beach, Zohar Ralt. Guess what? There's a VI Bistro this Wednesday, the 22nd, at, what did we say, 6 p.m.? Mm, sure. 6 p.m., I don't know. We might edit that time a little bit, but it will be happening this Wednesday I night. thought we did it earlier so that the... No, it's we have to do it later so the West Coast can join. Right. Um... Ben Ubbin, Meat Cot. I hope it's cat. Cot. Meat Cot? Meat. It's like meat as an introduce. Uh, K-A-A-T. 
and uh, she's a blimey uh, wanker from the UK. She's paying him pounds. Thank you. We love that good currency. Sherry Martin. Sherry Martin. Welcome to the beach. Carolyn, Carrie Benton, Tisha Moon, Lauren, and Alice S. Thank you guys so much for being patrons. Thank uh, you for joining the Patreon. literally makes this worth it. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much. And uh, if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, uh, it's only going to get better from here. Oh, and those of you who are Patreon members, we did film the entire uh, day that Andy found out that he had COVID and we did document the entire, um, the, all the activities that came after that until we had to fly our uh, documentarian home. <laughs> yeah, there was a funny period of time where I knew I had COVID. You guys all needed to go get COVID tests. Mm-hmm. And I just sat in the car. Uh, so, But we'll be posting that on the Patreon for uh, the Mahalo members and up. So you will get that first. And then um, it'll be available to everybody else. But... Mahalo, VIBs, you guys get it first. You get to see it first. Um, so that's another reason to join the Patreon. You can head to www.patreon.com forward slash find your beach. Um, and if you can't join the Patreon, leave us a review. Head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Um, and also, that helps while us she's also. looking up reviews, I want to say this. I want to get ahead of this. Some people might be saying, Andy, that was irresponsible of you to go on the road knowing you have COVID from one place to another, meaning you had to stop places, you had to do things. But get this, I double masked, I sanitized, we had bleach wipes, we let people know. And for the most part, everywhere I let people know that I had COVID, (laughs) they did not care at all. They don't. I would be standing in an elevator waiting to go back up to the room after I'd done something, you know, like had to go to the car to get my vitamins or something. And, uh, I would, I would say, hey, please uh, stay back. I have COVID. And they would go, okay, cool. And then they would just stand there. And then I would be like, no, I'm sick. You need to stay away. And they'd go, yeah, sure, buddy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, people can barely bring themselves to fucking put their masks on now. People are so done, so done with this. Uh, okay, Misha Toon. This is, uh, this is a review from Misha Toon on iTunes. Boisterous merriment. She gives it Very five boisterous. stars. Look forward to every week to new episodes and the Patreon. Thank you so much, Misha. Um, and thank you to everybody who's left us a review. We are at 327 reviews. Wow. We need to get up there with the Ks, you guys. We do. We need to get up to the Ks. We and we will. To the Ks but and- you guys, everybody who has left a review, you've made it so... Uh, it's so great to hear back from you. Otherwise, it just feels like we're fucking talking into a void here, you know, hearing back from the listeners, interacting with you guys, hearing what you think of it. Uh, even if it's just on the Instagram, like it just uh, it makes it worth it because we're comics and we need constant validation. Um, oh, my God. I think you're going to really like this. What's that? What is this? What are you about to play for me? Okay. Andy has uh, hooked something up to the computer, and it is not working. That's not true. I'm just turning the volume up. Okay. Tour. Tour. What did that sound like? It sounded like the way you say it. Really? Yeah. Well, look how it's spelled. It's spelled like door. No, it's spelled like two. 
Uh, anyways. Um, sorry, guys. That wasn't worth it. You're just trying to prove that you're right. No, no. I that really was a actually, fucked up For a move. second, I was about to eat humble pie. Look at this, how it, it shows you how You've the mouth You've never eaten humble pie. Sure. Wow. Well, shows you what your mouth is supposed to do. What that mouth do? Okay, uh, <laughs> but uh, I want to. Uh, I want you. So we didn't really get to enjoy much of the road. It was all drive-throughs and Rosebud checking us into a hotel and me entering through like a side door. Um, but there was one eventful thing, which was on Friday we'd driven fourteen hours. Because Andy had had his vampire blood infusion. And I said, we're going to stop in Roanoke. And Rosebud picked a hotel. And but what did I say while I was picking a hotel? What did I say? I don't know. You don't remember? Do we have to stop here? I said, is there a better town? Well, I don't. I'd always heard that Roanoke was a nice place. I didn't, you know, I'd always thought Roanoke was this sweet mountain town. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was a meth dead and... Um, That's what sweet mountain towns are. Well, they used to be sweet mountain towns. You used to be able to go sit on a There's porch still, and listen to a banjo. There are still sweet mountain towns, but they're not going to get a sweet mountain town without a pill problem. Okay. Okay, this is 2021. Almost it, 2022. I, yes. We just watched Dope Sick. I know. Did you learn nothing? Well, I learned just recently that the Sacklers lawsuit got overturned. Okay, that's a totally different subject and okay. we can't get into it. But the point is, we got to Roanoke. We pulled into a, I hate to even say it, makes me want to puke, a Best Western. Yep. And I was, I mean, honestly, when she booked it, because I'd, I'd looked at a few places and I was like, these look pretty nice. And then Rosebud uh, took it upon herself to captain the ship. And uh, it was... It was a bad place. It was a bad place, you guys. Okay. We got in at two in the morning. We walked in. Hospital mm-hmm. lighting. I'm yeah. talking fluorescent, bright, um, puts bags under your eyes where they don't belong. Mm-hmm. Uh, hospital lighting. Like surgical uh, even. Like cold. Joe versus the volcano, Joe's office. The decor was all it was um Ashley Furniture. Yeah, Ashley Furniture after a murder and the house has been condemned. Yeah. Okay, we're talking every leftover um, lazy boy chair from a frat party mm-hmm. moved into this hotel. You know what that's called hmm. in uh, the new parlance for those couches that are at frat parties? Hmm. Hot couch. Yeah. It's a hot couch. Every chair was a hot chair. Uh, the that, desk. Was the biggest, that was the biggest turn for me because like the whole thing was bad. I knew it was bad from the start. We had to call the front desk lady. She had to wake up. Let me, I was just going to get into that. Well, anyways, I was going to say, when we got in the room, I saw that there was You're a- skipping ahead in the story. Okay. I just wanted to say something about the chairs. Can you wait? Yeah. Okay. So we get in. The desk is barren. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's no one there. There's just a number to call. Yeah. A cell phone number. 1-800-DESK. Not even an 800 number, which would have been professional. Mm-hmm. I had to call a random stranger's number who now has my number. Yes. Um- a woman comes downstairs, very sweet woman, very sweet. Every tooth looks like a tombstone. She looked like Every she, tooth was dead. She just hit that sweet spot of, um, of over-the-counter uh, pills where you're high, but you're awake. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Pupils as dilated as possible. Pin drops. Um. She walks downstairs and immediately 
starts offering me money off of the room before I've even checked in. Okay? She also offered to let us use the pool. Yeah, she said, do you want to use the pool? I was like, it's two in the morning. We want to sleep. And she said, uh, no problem. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find you a room. And I was like, yeah, we found the room. We booked a room. Just, yeah, I'll just check in. And, and then this woman just starts talking about bruises on her face. Just starts explaining the bruises on her face. We didn't um, say, like, there wasn't something like, hey. Where's that bruise from? How'd you get a bruise on your face, stranger? This was just how she made small talk. She was like, I fell asleep on the tub. Which I actually think is probably normal. In, that is small talk in, in, in a sweet mountain town. How'd you get that black eye, Lurleen? Well, I fell asleep, on the, fell asleep in the clawfoot again. You know how that is. Yep, burnt the meatloaf. Yep. So uh, she, after she's done explaining all the wounds on her face, and there were plenty, yeah. um, I said to myself, well, this is the saddest day of my life, and it's probably, you know, a an average day, one yeah. for her. So I'm going to stay here tonight, right? Because if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. We walked into that room and immediately I felt like crying. Yeah. It smelled like somebody had smoked a cigarette to welcome us. Yeah. It smelled like someone had died and, and then someone mourning them smoked a cigarette and in covered it in Febreze. Yeah. Um, and so we... I was like, well, I can't take my shoes off in here. Um, I can't take my mask off. I'm itchy. Mm -hmm. I'm not even touching anything, and I want, and I'm itching all over. And that's at first when I got in that room, I said, okay, somebody smoked in here. That's not that bad. I've stayed in really nice rooms in Las Vegas that smelled like cigarette smoke. Mm -hmm. Cigarette smoke is not the most evil thing in the world. And then I looked across, and there was a chair in that room, and it was like. Just a chair that somebody had brought in. It was not an above board. This is the best Western chair that we bought for this region or this room layout. It was just a chair from a swap meet or a thrift store. Yeah. That had ended up in this hotel room. This was, it was the kind of place where this was a three star hotel, which makes the crematorium Mm -hmm. that was next door to it a five star Four Seasons. Yeah. Okay, so um, you wrote a I did write a review. I did because I was helpless. Mm-hmm. And I just thought I need I need people to know. And I hadn't I need seen to this save side people. of Rosebud, really. I hadn't I hadn't I didn't know that uh, there was a threshold because she did. We all remember that this past August or July, Rosebud did swallow some of her pride and sleep in a yurt with her husband. Yeah. And that was a big step for her. So I said, you know, this is a, she's a good sport. Yeah. Okay. So I wrote, this place is disgusting. It feels like somewhere you'd stay if you had to drop your loved ones off at the crematorium. The front desk is, the front desk lady's very sweet and is probably the best thing about this place. And I just wanted her to know, mm-hmm. you know, because her self-esteem was clearly suffering. We didn't um, want to beat her up. Yeah, she was down. I mean, she was bruised already. Yeah. So uh, she'd fallen asleep on a lot of hard services. Yeah, she said she fell asleep on the toilet. Yeah, well, um, we know how that makes sense about how you hit your face. Yeah, but I uh, best thing about this place. But I walked in my room and immediately felt like crying. Someone definitely died in here and still lives here, and now I have to sleep next to a ghost because it's two a.m. and I'm in Roanoke, Virginia. Yeah. So, folks, 
if you're if you're in Roanoke, drive away. First of all, I'm sorry. Second, if you're in Roanoke and you need a place to stay, uh, don't stay don't. The, don't stay at the Best Western by the airport. That's and just a, don't stay. But you know, to get all, out. To to their credit, we did leave there like we'd seen a ghost. Yeah. She actually tried to stop us so that she could figure out. She did. She was a great customer service person. She really was. She was like, oh, my God, what's going on? Do you, do you want a refund? Mm-hmm. Let me help you. And Rosebud was just like, this is not going to work for us. And so we just literally drove out the driveway, turned into the next driveway, got a room at the Hyatt place, and it was great. They were really nice. They didn't charge us for mouse. We slept from 5 a.m. till 1 p.m. What do you mean they didn't charge us for Mouse? You didn't tell them Mouse was there. We snuck her. We smuggled her in like drugs. That's fine. They didn't charge us for her. Okay. Um, well, the point is, uh, it, don't don't stay in that town. Get out. Get out of Get Roanoke. Get the fuck out of Roanoke. Yeah. Okay? And that will be the, the title of this episode. Um, Roanoke, Virginia is hell. It's hell. I want to see something though because like i i honestly have only heard good things about roanoke so it's really it's bothering me that uh you know that it was this bad of an experience because i'd actually wanted to go there for a long time did you yeah because i heard it was this cool that you know like richmond is a great town let me tell you something if somebody's if somebody is riding their bike around a hotel property at 2 a.m in a military jacket uh you're in Roanoke, Virginia, Wait, and you a, need to go. There's a Roanoke. There's an American Horror Story Roanoke. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Andy, it's not a good place. It looks like they're, oh my God. There's been a lot of native sacrifice stuff happening there. It's not a good place. Oh my God. There's a lot of blood on the land there, Can you, you guys. just believe me? I'm from Virginia. I'm telling you, Roanoke is shit. I believe you. It's a towny hellhole. Oh my God! If you if you like it, if you have like ties to it, you need to get out. You need to build a life outside of the home that you came from. Uh, you are a victim of brainwashing, mm-hmm. and um, and I don't know how to help you. You have to help yourself. Okay, we were in that Best Western and we left. We got up and we left because you can't wait um, for God to help you in those situations. He's not coming. He's not coming. God is not in those places. <laughs> God has left the best Western in Roanoke. Um, so can you get off the computer, please? I'm just trying to find if there was anything that we missed, and it's all just like views of the city from outside of the city. Mm-hmm. That's like the best things to do are like, leave the city. Yeah. <laughs> Go to a hill above the city. It's a girl holding apples. Yeah. I mean, you can get apples anywhere. Yeah. If apples are what you're going to Roanoke for... You don't live anywhere near a Whole Foods. There is a pinball museum. We miss the pinball museum. Do you know how shitty a place you have to live for there to be a pinball museum? Not that it doesn't sound fun. These, th- these places are cute. They're fun. It's a nice thing to do if your only friends are your cousins. <laughs> <laughs> but you, ha- but uh. you have to. And if you love, you know, T-shirts with wolves on them. Then yeah, you'll love a pinball museum. You know the fun thing about a town like Roanoke though is is that it's got a college nearby. And so you know that if you want to see a band that you heard on the radio in like 1997, they're probably going to be by in the next month. You know what I mean? 
a what gin blossoms. What is wrong with you? Why would you need to go to Roanoke for that? It, it would just be like a fun experience. I saw the gin blossoms in Roanoke. That's the worst story anyone tells at a party. Well, the I first line of the worst story that you've that, ever heard. That's how you live your life? I it's, saw the gin blossoms in Roanoke? I like the gin blossoms, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you have to attack them. I saw them open for UB40 in like 1993. I was 11 years old. I was allowed to go to concerts by myself. Anyways. I don't know what to say to you sometimes. I know you don't because I am a enigma. <laughs> Sorry that we weren't all raised in the protection of the NSA. Um, Actually, you were. You were, protect- you were protected by the NSA. Oh, just as a blanket protection? Mm-hmm. Not like they were protecting me uniquely. Listen, I knew exactly what was going on with you. I mean, I know I said we were soulmates. I knew exactly what time we would meet. I knew exactly when we would fall in love. <laughs> this was a deep fake. This was a deep fake to end all deep fakes. You, you set me up. This, you you uh, honey, honey potted me from years ago. I did. Did you, okay, wait, did you plan this in the 90s or was it like in 2014 when we first met? This was in 2014 when we first met and I just gotten a tip off about the virus and I, I said, well, if the virus is coming, I'm going to need someone to grow old with. I'm going to need a like, strong, Like that island man. in that M. Night Shyamalan movie. I need yeah. someone to grow old with very fast. Okay. And they said, how about this guy? His eyes are sunken in a little bit. And I said, he's perfect. We had to go for my sunken in eyes. (laughs) Like your forehead shouldn't have its own passport. Listen, I covered it up. I did what I had to do. I put a curtain over these things. Okay, fair. Fair. Um, Over these forehead wrinkles of mine, which, by the way, are a sign of wisdom. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, I love you. I love you too. And I did have fun with you this week, even though we are back to where we started and it feels like, uh, bigger apartment though, way bigger apartment, bigger apartment, more fun. Um, guys, all I can say is if you listen to the podcast, tell other people about it because it will be our only form of income. Okay. It will be the only thing we get to do. Yeah. Um, uh okay so this this listener who just moved in mm-hmm. with her partner boyfriend yes they found a two-bedroom that uh that works for them in brooklyn so their plan is that he's going to be staying in the other room if they end up having a second lockdown which i i don't know if that's the best sign you know if Wait, they're not moving in or they, they are moving in together okay into a two-bedroom and they're saying that if there's a second lockdown they're going to stay in separate rooms and I'm like, well... Why did you move in with each other? Why move in with... It? Exactly. But I guess we did that occasionally, like in the sense that I wouldn't see you for six hours because we'd be in separate rooms. Yeah. I mean, That is kind of nice. When we were in New Orleans, I, I said, I have to get out of here. I have to walk. I have to go for a walk because yeah. I've been with you for five days. Yeah. And you were perfectly sweet about it. I, I mean, Rosebud got us one of the nicest hotel rooms I've stayed in in a long time. And... We got good food. I mean, it was great. We watched we watched a lot of Dexter and I'll other I'll tell you things. who got us that hotel room was the people that came to the shows in uh, San Francisco and Austin. You knew who else <laughs> So came. thank you guys. A little rascal. Mouse. Mousey. Mouse was there. Do you want to do a house sesh? Oh! 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 She's not going to do it. She won't do it. 
She'll do it outside. All right, we have a bad advice question. Are you ready for this? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, bad advice question. What, this is from Lakin? Yeah. I, th- I think that's it. Uh, bad advice question. What do you do in New York City when you're going there for New Year's Eve and your favorite comedian's going to be in Seattle? Like, seriously, what the fuck? Um, well, it's not too late to buy tickets to the Comedy Cellar. I think they're almost sold out, but if you can, I would go and I would buy tickets to the Comedy Cellar and you'll see some good comics. Not as good as your favorite comedian, probably, because they're working on New Year's Eve, which means they're more successful. But... (laughs) You know, you'll see some good comedians. But also, um, who the fuck knows how quickly this uh, Omarion, Omicron shit is going to spread. I mean, I right as of now, the shows in Seattle are still on. I will be going there no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. So... You know what we might do is uh, if, if everybody has COVID by the time New Year's hits, we'll just do you have to have COVID. Yeah, you have so. to have COVID to come. And or you have to know that you're in a room full of people with COVID. But um, before the, you know, city shuts us down, that'll that'll be our backup plan. (laughs) Um, I do want to say if you are in New York that week, though, Dave, uh, Dave Attell will be at Caroline's the like four days before New Year's, I think. Oh, yeah. You should go see him. Getting to see Dave do an hour is uh, everybody who likes comedy should should do that once in their life because it's all he's amazing he's one of the best to ever do it um and then otherwise um just do fun new yorker stuff like hide and quarantine and and feed pigeons buy supplies contract Uh, uh hpv yeah um go and wait in line at a food bank even though you don't need it you'll meet people you'll talk you'll learn about life Mm-hmm. Um, ride the subway without a mask and sing loudly. Also, stand at the top of the stairs in the subway to have a very meaningful conversation with someone else without moving out of the way of right. other pedestrians. Talk on your phone loudly about personal things, and then when people look at you, say, what? What, what are you looking at? I'm having a private conversation. Look away. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's that's probably a sound advice, right? Also, there's some great outdoor, you know, like stuff. You can go see architecture. It's and it's January in New York City. It's not January yet. Well, it, it's New York. Do whatever the fuck. If you go into the city, something will happen that will be interesting. Yeah. Just follow. You're follow. not in Roanoke, so God. you're fine. Lucky. <laughs> um. Okay, I think that's it for this week, you guys. Please, if you have anything, you any stories you want to give us, any uh, any Omicron updates, any crazy stories of how people got it or how quickly they got it, let us know. And also, thank you guys very much for all the well wishes. I'm fine. I feel good. Um, I think I beat this thing. <laughs> yeah, you beat it. It's a cold. No, but I, you know, people are really nice. Fans yeah. reached out and they That's were like, sweet. "Hey." That sucks. That's sweet. And also, uh, sorry to everybody that maybe possibly got exposed. You're going to get it somehow. But sorry if I'm the guy that gave it to you. Yeah. Um, We love you. Wash your hands. Do you have any dates to plug? Uh, Like you rebooked some of those dates? You already said those days. Yeah, I don't. I mean, other than Seattle and the dates in Houston, 
Let's keep it at that um, because I do have tour announcements coming up in February um, or January. So I don't want to blow the surprise. I'll be in Hershey and Hershey and New Tripoli the last Thursday and Friday of January. Okay. All right. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.